0: Hold on, you hats, folks, because Allie and Jordan are in the house. We might be separated by countries, but our bond is unbreakable. With Allie rocking the Madrid and Jordan own in London, we'll be spilling the tea, sharing the chaos, and leaving you in stitches with our transcontinental tales. Let the fun-filled podcast madness begin. Hey, girl, hey. What up, girl, what up? how are you how's your week going oh my week's going
1: decent it's a monday and it's sunny so i took advantage and yes. yep, i on my roof
0: tanning so yeah nice we are back for episode five
1: yeah exciting and also we the viewers don't know because we will have already had a name by now but we
0: finally chose our name fifth episode in yes so we're so excited finally amazing news for us it was a process it's harder than you think to come up with a name that two people agree on. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I didn't even like the ones I was suggesting, to be fair. Me neither. I just couldn't figure it out. I know. I feel like that's the thing that's the hardest for me anyways. Like in everything I do creatively, it's like yeah, captions. Anything with writing and just branding is hard. I feel the same. But yes, exciting. Yeah. Exciting news. Um, This week for me has been pretty chill. Keeping on the same old playing paddle every week, doing my weekly brunches. But something new this week, which actually no one is gonna care about because it's the least interesting thing in the world is that I started a diet. <laughs> Not a crazy diet, but that's where my brain has been this whole week has been like just getting back into a routine of eating healthy again and Have you done the full week, like successfully? Yep. Uh, did one one week down. I'm jealous. And <laughs> yeah. And I started a new habit, which was doing yoga every day, which I hate yoga, but I'm actually I think because I'm doing such a small amount of time. I actually like it this time because yeah. I know it's only going to be 16 minutes or 15, whatever. somewhere in there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually enjoying yoga for Small once. doses. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, well, you know, I told you today I booked uh, tickets to go to Barcelona this weekend because Madrid in, in August is the most boring place ever. Really? Half of the restaurants and bars are closed. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've seen like maybe the audience has seen it, but like those TikToks of Everything being shut down in in Europe in August, like the cities that aren't on the coast. Everything closes in August, like the small mom and pop stores will like close for two weeks. It's like a very European thing. Mm. So yeah, Madrid is a ghost town right now. And it's also a thousand degrees. And you know, I do not, I'm not a summer person. So this is like my own personal hell. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to escape. I've been hibernating. Wait, would you say, would you actually say you're not a summer person? Oh, a thousand percent. Whoa. One thousand percent. Wild. Yeah. So people hibernate in the winter. No, I hibernate in the summer. Wow. I can't deal with it. I'm like, I'm shut in my apartment, like AC blasting, just not moving. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, but it's actually funny though, because I'll tell my mom like, oh, it's just so hot here. And then, you know, in where we're from, Valencia, Valencia, it's also the same, it's 100 degrees every day. Yeah. And so my mom's like, oh yeah, it's also 100 degrees here. And I'm like, mom? You cannot compare 100 degrees in California to 100 degrees in Madrid because the lifestyles are so different Yeah, where you go from AC house to your AC car to (laughs) like, you know, maybe you're outside for like 10 minutes, you're enjoying it, whatever. And then you go to somewhere else with like AC and you can like have a normal life. But here, just going to grocery shop is hell, honestly. You got to embrace the sweat life. That's all. uh, That's how it feels. And it's not a cute look. Honestly, but your probably skin is glowing. So, yeah, it's glowing. But I don't know if it's the right glow. But yeah. Well, I similarly told you today
1: that I am debating booking my own trip. But for the opposite reasons, which is that it's about to go into the 60s. At the back of this week, and I do not want summer to go because I am a summer person, and I, I know literally, um, these last couple of days have been really nice, but we are about to have a bank holiday, so I'm kind of like, oh, I need to go somewhere. I need to go, so I'm debating Italy, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Nice. But, um, yeah, my week as well was kind of... I'll say boring, just busy with work. We did some Pilates together, a little Pilates session. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was really craving this pizza that I've been thinking about since, I think, April. Oh, my God. Yeah, since April.
0: That's a long time to have a craving. I am very impulsive. I will be like, I have a craving. That week, it needs to be fulfilled. I know.
1: But this place is so unique. They're this tiny, tiny little pub in this area called Hammersmith basically, they randomly started making these pizzas. I think some American owner or somebody came and taught them how to do it. And it's this unique, like thin, but a hard crust. Not hard, but you know what I mean? Like proper, like it doesn't flop.
0: Interesting. And
1: it's delicious and like greasy and oh, pepperonis and all these things. Okay. And so it's gotten really like almost famous, popular in the last couple of months. That's all they've done. They pub that serves pizza. They've been named like one of the best pizzas in London. So, it's really hard to get. They they sell out really quickly. And actually, That's so funny. this is the craziest thing. I've never heard of this before. They put their pizzas online to pre-order like a week in advance and they have a certain amount and then they sell out and then they on their Instagram every day say how many pizzas they have left for walk-ins. So I went, I tried with my friend that one time when I went to Hammersmith Wow! and they sold out. We were so bummed. So that was um, when we first started the podcast, actually. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So about like a month and a half, month Ago, a month and a half ago. So, yeah, it was amazing, delicious. They had this like hot honey with burrata and pepperoni. It was off oh, like dripping all over my hands. It was so good. Okay. And then on Sunday, I decided to take myself on an artist date. Love that. My second artist date to Kew Gardens, which I'd never been to. And it was just so beautiful. Huge, like huge land. I couldn't believe it. It's stunning. Different, like, I don't know, forests and buildings and structures mm-hmm. and all these different restaurants all around. I had the best day just taking pictures. Yum. Yeah. Nice. I also loved that they had um these huge redwood forest section. So it was our Fun. California redwoods and something about it like I took my shoes off, I grounded. I was walking all in the all like along the grass. I was touching the trees. I just felt such energy being in nature and I just felt in a really positive mood, (laughs) shockingly, (laughs) to maybe what didn't happen after. But um, yeah, well, we basically just got into a little friend fight, although the friend fight was more so
0: today. But um, yeah, you can tell everyone what happened after, Jordan. Our first friend fight in. Yeah, (laughs) like I can't remember the last time. I feel like the last time we were teenagers or something or close to teenagers.
1: Yeah, honestly, honestly. And what's ironic is it was right before we were filming this uh, friend friend friendship episode, which we'll tell you more about. In a second, yeah. Essentially, I told Allie I was going to be here at a certain time to do recording,
0: and I wasn't. <laughs> One, because I'm a habitual late person, and two, she's a habitual late person, which I know, but then I had told her earlier that day, like, okay, we need to start at this time. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be home earlier anyway, because I need to prepare. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I just thought, like, she was definitely going to be home by that time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I had that feeling when I got there cuz I got there later than I had planned. And so I didn't get there till probably like 12:30ish. And when I got there and I realized how massive it was, I was even thinking like, "Oh shit, should I should I cancel? Like, this is this is a bit of a like a day." Yeah. And I I just knew I was going to enjoy myself, so I definitely ran my battery out and then just did a lot of series of events to eventually
0: get there 5 minutes late, but thus <laughs>
1: Still late, late. so we we moved it to today. So yeah, and then we had a little fight.
0: But then I'll tell you that what happened today. Today (laughs) was like I apologized for overreacting yesterday. Yeah, and then she's like, Yeah, I knew you were in a bad mood, so I just let you be. And it just like irks me. It's like when someone tells you to calm down when you're like already calm. Someone's like, Yeah, just calm down. You're like, I was not even not calm. So don't tell me to calm down. That's how I felt. Like, yeah, you were in a bad mood. I'm like, I was not even in a bad mood. I literally was like in a weird mood. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to let's record it every day because like it's annoying that you're late. And it was like squashed. I didn't even think about it more yesterday. But then when today when you said that, I was like, oh, heck no. <laughs> like, no, you didn't. And so I was like, what? I'm like, this one, don't put it all on me. And so basically it just turned into something again today of me being like, hey, don't blame everything on me from yesterday being in a bad mood. And so then today we got in an argument, which was also really stupid. Like, honestly, it just kept going on for like no reason. I know. (laughs) Like, I just told Jordan, I was like, you can also apologize for being late. And she never actually said sorry yesterday for being late, which is like, fine, whatever. Yeah. I didn't even actually care yesterday. Things just escalated today. Yeah. We sent some voice messages back and forth and then it got squashed like 30 minutes before recording now. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad also. But yeah. So it's squashed. But that brings us to the topic of today which is friendship yeah so more we're... specifically our friendship
1: yeah we thought we would do a little bit of a different episode this time since you guys don't really know us that well and to be honest this is all about friendship i guess this podcast and just like our bond and our how we talk to each other and what we think about so We thought it would be fun to kind of talk through like how we met and the progression of our friendship and just talk about friendship in general. So that is what
0: we're going to do. Let's get into it.
1: Yeah. So how about you start since it's sort of like you, it started with you,
0: right? Because, okay, so Jordan and I were both raised in California. Jordan born in California, me just raised because I was born in Minnesota, but moved to California when I was around nine years old. I didn't end up meeting Jordan until I started going to a dance studio when I was in eighth grade. Yeah.
1: New World Dance. Shout out, Santa Clarita.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I joined uh, the studio in eighth grade. I started on a team with Jordan's sister um, and then I became friends with Jesse. Yeah. As you know. So 2005 was when me and Jesse were friends. I would go to your house for like playdates and everything because we were on the same team together. And then I don't think it was until probably the next year when I got on yeah. higher teams that me and you were more... Like, you knew who I was, obviously. Yeah. Well, fun
1: fact. Actually, I didn't tell Ali this till last week when we were talking about this episode and just kind of like going over the timeline. But I actually thought Ali was really annoying at first. <laughs> but I also thought like my sister was really annoying. And because they were friends, I just remember... Ali, I remember the first time you came to my house, it was my dad's house. Really? Yeah. And um the old
0: old house, old house. Oh, the old house. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like like one house before this house that yep. he still lives in. And um and I just remember you guys being like, so loud and obnoxious and probably just having fun. But, like, it was so annoying Yeah. Me. And I just, I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, they're so annoying. It's just hilarious. And I, I don't know. Who knows? I probably thought I was really cool just, like, sitting on my computer, listening to JoJo or something. But, um. <laughs> yes.
0: And, like, not wanting to play with you I guys. I actually don't even remember you being there. Really? Like, I don't even, like, I can't even associate, like, like in the first yeah. time. You know what I mean?
1: Because, honestly, I think it was, like, it was as if you go to a friend's house and you see their sister. And you kind of say yeah, hi. But I wasn't yeah, but yeah. you weren't really hanging out with me. And I was just sort of no. like, oh, like my sister and her annoying friend. And then like a year later I became your friend. We first became friends because we were on team, but I don't think we were like super close. I just think we became friendly at that time.
0: Yeah, we were we definitely were not hanging out like by ourselves that often. No. Because we went to different schools. We were not at the same high schools. We were just at the same dance studio, which obviously that took up a lot of both of our lives.
1: And th- and you were also a year older. You also had different friends. You had like your key friends, which was it was that. Um, I won't say the names.
0: Yeah, I had two best friends who also went to the same dance studio. So yeah, I was with them mostly. Yeah, and then like with Jesse, and so then that's when I became more close with you because during hip hop practice, and hip hop classes, they weren't in hip hop classes. They were only in like jazz and contemporary. So that's when me and you, yeah, okay, and, like, so that make yeah, sense? Other people became closer.
1: Yeah. Also, fun fact, I just have to say that some of my best friends always start out where I don't like them. I don't know what it is about me. I don't know what that says about me. That's like me
0: too, honestly. You as well, really? Yes, same, where I don't like them. Yeah. From enemies to friends.
1: Yeah. Like it's, and they're not even, I think the people always like me. I'm just mean. I don't know, or something. Or like, I just have a.
0: (laughs) I honestly don't even remember you. Like, is that, that's weird, right? But like, I don't remember not being your friend. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a memory of being like, oh, Feeling any way towards you?
1: Yeah. It, well, it was. It was like probably not long before we were friendly. Yeah. Yeah. We used to hang out. Basically, we had this whole dance world, and we'd have classes, and then we'd also have rehearsals, and in between, we'd have like I don't know an hour break for us to eat or hang out or do our homework, and so there'd be a back room where all of us would hang out, like guys, girls, and it was just so much fun. We always had such a fun time after Mm -hmm. school and we'd be like doing rehearsals into I don't know 9 p.m like later
0: yeah weeknights yeah
1: it's just such a unique place that you build a bond with friends in general so it was so yeah so that's kind of where it started
0: yeah I feel like anyone who's been on a team can probably attest to that like you just grow super close with the people that you're on a team with because you're just dedicating so much of your time to it
1: yeah and you're spending a lot of time and then you have things on the weekends and competitions okay. and things like that so yeah you yeah like, create another level of bond that's outside of people you go to school with fundraisers yes, yeah. etc yeah dance team sleepovers fun. like so much yeah fun. that was fun too and i loved those
0: there was a year that you went to australia what year was that that was your so sophomore year? yeah sophomore year so that was
1: 2008 okay. january 2008 i went to australia okay. For six months.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's when we became more friends as well, like better friends.
1: I honestly think before I left for Australia, we we hung out more. Yeah. And then I moved and you were pretty much one of my only friends that like consistently FaceTimed me or not FaceTimed because we didn't Skype. have iPhones. It was Skype back in the day. Yeah. Actually, I had an iPhone on my dream board back then. so, that's hey, so funny. I'm living now. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Thankful for um,
0: where you come from. Exactly.
1: But yeah, so we uh, Skyped like all the time when I was in Australia. And I think that's where for me, you really started to solidify like to me as like a true, true friend. Mm-hmm. But it deepened later on. We'll go into that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it was like after that. Cause I remember you came back and then you came from Australia to one of the dance finals in Vegas. Yes. That year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that was like I feel immediately. Like that was the first time I saw you after Vegas or after Australia was in Vegas or like one of the yeah. first or second times.
1: Yeah. Well, so, okay. So I think this is how it started. So we, I think this was the year you started driving and this was actually mm-hmm. the year I started driving as well. So I, I actually, my dad had bought me a car, like a Prius yep. before I even had my license. Yeah. <laughs> Again, my permit. So when I came back, I tested and then, I got it, and you were kind of one of my f- main friends that actually drove because you it was your senior year, mm-hmm. and our schools were not that far, and we both had around twelve p.m. finish, yeah, um, like half day mm-hmm. always. So we would always meet up after school and go to lunch. Even though Allie doesn't remember this, no, <laughs> she does not remember this at remember. all, but. But yeah, so we we used to go to like a place called Baja Fresh, which was this like fresh, healthy Mexican. And we would get these bare burrito bowls and we would always just go and sit and hang. Do you remember this?
0: Yeah. But yeah, so we would go to lunch my senior year, your junior year. And then after my after I graduated, that's when we really, really came friends because I was going to community college. All my best friends from high school left to like four year universities. So I would only be able to visit them. Maybe on the weekends for every like a college party every once in a while, or you know, see them at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so you were like my main friend that was still in Valencia.
1: Yeah, we pretty much did the same thing. You would you would meet up with me after my school, mm-hmm. although you're still taking classes. But yeah, I, think I was still not taking at-
0: classes, but it was like yeah, what, four days a week or something like different hours and
1: stuff. Yeah, and so you would come over to my house and we'd hang out, and then I. I sometimes taught um, hip-hop class to kids yes, at our that. studio. And you and one of our other friends, a guy friend, uh, we used to just hang out at our house. We would be in the driveway. Yeah, like, making up dances. Bumping trying to make up dances, yeah. Yes, you guys would oh always help me.
0: Yes, I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, so, oh my gosh, also, oh, I'm going to reveal this. I hope my mom doesn't hear i'll just tell her to skip whatever this time code is but you were the first person that i ever told i had sex to i remember i just knew you would keep the
0: secret yeah girl i hold on to those secrets
1: yeah like so you're very trustworthy and i had i had like really close friends like best friends as well from my school and i was really feeling um Oh, you know, you just feel a certain type of way about like sometimes your friends and I don't know how they treat you and stuff. Something. Well, not even that. I just knew they would spread that shit. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, no. And and they had friends that were older, and I just I didn't want anybody to know at the time. I remember Mm -hmm. I was like super secretive about it. It was my boyfriend, my like first real real boyfriend at the time, um, and I just could not wait to tell you. I was like. Ali, I had sex. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. um So yeah, you've always been a trustworthy friend.
0: Thanks, girl. Uh, I take pride in that. Yeah, you.
1: You've said like people. Yeah, you. You like hold a secret if yep. you if you know it's a secret. You yeah. Know. Oh, for sure. What else? Okay, so 2010, I graduated, and and I actually went to university, not to a. Tu- I went to like a what do you call it? Like a specialized like a trade school? school kind of? Yeah, it's or... kind of a trade school, yeah. So it's, you basically, you go to school like year round and you finish school quicker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I finished like beginning of, like end of May, beginning June. And then I started end of June uh, into this school called FITM for interior design. So I moved down to LA and that's when you started visiting me a ton um, at my apartment and we just like were hanging a ton and but yeah you used to drive up with our guy friend a lot actually you'd, you would like bring him up and then you'd come hang out at I actually okay when I first moved downtown I lived in this one apartment through school and then after the first semester all of the like our kind of housemates decided we wanted to move to this like up one block to this luxury penthouse and so we moved literally at 18 years old on the student loan money same price and we lived in this gorgeous loft with this whole rooftop where they were they had parties and free alcohol and like all these different events yeah it felt like we were
0: such adults yeah that building was amazing but your guys's apartment was chaotic it was chaotic because there was four of us there was like no closet and you guys had all of the clothing in a bathtub wait really in the hot tub (laughs) because you guys had like you had a a shower but then you also had like a hot tub thing which didn't have a door yeah it was like a lot it was like a studio that you guys had converted into like a three-bedroom yes. apartment so yeah there was just a bathtub like in the middle of the open it well i mean it wasn't in the open but it would have been in the open so you're, there was yeah no it was real like door. on our side yeah yeah so then you just started putting clothes and the shoes and stuff in there instead of using it as a bathtub which was smart yeah use yeah. It, every I mean, inch of that space so it
1: was it was chaotic um, but it was so fun I sure. everyone's chaotic like it's not to be fair you know we did well for being yeah
0: 18.
1: okay funny story yes so I had a friend, uh, a guy, uh, two friends, actually. Yeah, two who friends had, from Australia. Yeah. So one was from Australia, one was from Vermont. But the, the girl yeah. had gone with me on this program when I lived in Australia. And so our guy friend from Australia came to visit. And he visited us and then went somewhere and came back. And he was here for this, like, wh- his, this one night only. And so Allie came down with one of her friends... Mm-hmm. um and my sister and like a bunch of us and we, we were all... taking him
0: to the airport right his flight was like yeah at a weird yeah early time so we were like let's just pull an all-nighter and just like, yeah. drive around we went to diddy reese yeah we went to like um what is it westwood no not westwood uh it was a westwood yeah uh, yeah westwood we went to what we were out in westwood it's super close to lax as well we went to diddy reese since it that's open until like two in the morning or something so we were just pulling an all-nighter and we were showing the visitors the UCLA UCLA campus because it's so nice. <laughs> and I mean, it is stunning. No, the it is. Area it's, yeah, is so pretty. I'm just laughing knowing what happens and that. And you were driving.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I we don't were. Know how Allie had this like her family's big minivan. White yeah. Minivan. Yeah. So imagine is, all of that us. That was like, traumatic. That was yeah. That was
0: that created trauma in my early adolescence. Wait, we so gotta I got to here. I a soccer mom <gasps> like, in high school. Did I would they? literally park that around the block because I could not park it on my school campus cuz like that it's just not cool. That is not a cool vibe, so I would park it at another friend's house who lived close to hi- the high school campus and then walk Stop. to school with her. Yeah, I would park it. You got it at you got house.
1: shamed in the parking way. Wow. I mean,
0: I didn't no one actually said it like maliciously. No, I didn't have like a crazy like I had no, no bad time in high school, you know what I mean? It wasn't getting made fun of, but a couple of my friends would joke about it and so I was like oh my god well these people are my friends and they're joking about it what are other people saying behind my back about it you know what I mean so I was like I do not want anyone to see it so I just parked at my friend's house anyway so back to that night uh I had a seven-seater minivan so I would always get called to drive all of our friends around so <laughs> we're all in the minivan and I'm showing everyone the Westwood campus and I don't know how one of the roads on this campus, I don't know how I missed it, but it turned into either a pedestrian... It did. It definitely turned into a pedestrian path. I think it was GPS. I we think were GPS. I think GPS. it like literally led yeah, us. But I think it was like a pedestrian walking path. Yeah. It led us astray. And I was driving on, a, on the college campus on one of the walking paths and all of a sudden we just see... A staircase in front of us and I'm like I just <laughs> slam on the brakes like oh my god like we're the top of a staircase that's going down into the campus and so I almost drove us down a staircase <laughs> on the UCLA campus which was terrifying and then I'm like oh my god how did we end up here
1: yeah it was hilarious I think I was like sleeping in the back angry just because I was tired and then I think I woke up and it was just like so shocking
0: memories I know I still remember that oh,
1: so gosh there is a there is a thought of like Sometimes you do want to sleep, and you don't regret sleeping. But sometimes, some moments are made when you just push past. So it's oh, such a toss up.
0: Oh, that's my motto. I definitely am like one of those people who's like sleep when you're yeah. dead.
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm a mix. If I'm really tired, and I'm not having that much fun, uh, I'll sleep. You'll definitely call it a
0: night before I will call it a night. Yeah, very true. So that was a fun summer, chaotic, lots of plans. You know, we had the freedom of being in college and our parents really couldn't tell us much of what to do. Not that we were like being rebellious or anything, but just more of a independent summer. Exercising the newfound freedom. Yes. <gasps> oh
1: wait, we missed the biggest thing.
0: What? <laughs> Which is what?
1: Taylor. Taylor
0: <laughs> Is that even that exciting? No, I feel like that's not even
1: no, it is so good. It's a fun okay, fact. We the same fun year. fact about we the us, okay? same
0: summer. That was the same summer.
1: This was yet yeah, it was right before. It was it was like a couple months before because I was about to move to LA at the time when
0: we did this. Okay. So yeah, I was super into the collegiate dance community at this time. So I was just constantly consuming content on YouTube of professional dancers and watching all of the big studios in LA like Millennium and like What was the other huge one? I can't even remember right now. But whatever, all the huge... Yeah, Edge. Yeah, following a lot of dancers. I saw this like announcement to record the world record of the most people ever doing the thriller dance simultaneously, and it was a planet-wide thing. So, since me and Jordan are dancers, I immediately obviously tell Jordan I'm like Jordan we have to do this they're hosting classes for free at Millennium to learn the dance and then like they had a time I forget when it was it was maybe a couple days later I feel like it was a whirlwind it was like learn the dance it was that weekend Yeah, yeah it was like there was classes every day that week and you could go to whichever ones you wanted the performance or whatever was that weekend so so I convinced Jordan to do it with me and so we learned Thriller and then we went to we were at the Staples Center
1: yeah, it was like live, uh, what do they call it? Live Nation or what's that yeah, other second one? Yeah, the other area.
0: And so we dressed up like zombies or what are the people on Twitter? The yeah. They're zombies, right? Zombies, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So we dressed up with weird like makeup, full makeup and like dirt, <laughs> fake dirt on our faces. We'll insert a picture.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's, it's so, so cringe. good.
0: Now it's so cringe, but I loved it. At the time, it was so fun. I know. We, we must have like a video too. There's a video somewhere. There must be a video somewhere, obviously. Yeah. So
1: yeah, fun experience. Yeah. So yeah, Guinness World Record holders right here. We
0: are... So this is just a little <laughs> insight uh, into Jordan and my personality and things that we would got up to in our youth, just doing random things. I loved it. But yeah, then you decided to move away after this. Yes. I decided to make the change of a lifetime. And that's when I moved to Spain.
1: Yeah. How did it come about? How, like, I forget what...
0: Well, I was going through a crisis during college where I was at a two-year university in the States. I don't know who's watching this, but in the States, basically, if you're at a community college, after the two years, you have to go to a four-year university. And I had gone to a four-year university. I was already in one for one semester. And I had gotten accepted to the school of my dreams, which was LMU. And I think at the time it was 30000 a year or something. Yeah. And I had gotten in on the major of Spanish and photography. I was a double major. I was going to be a double major. My mom was just telling me, she's like, look, 30000 is a lot to pay a year if you're not sure of your major. So she's like, look, I'm not signing any of those loans. So you're taking on all that debt because I want to know that you're sure about this decision that you're making. And so that really freaked me out. So I was like, what am I doing? That is scary. Snap to
1: your mom so, for guiding you in the yeah, right no, way. honestly. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opposite. Because nobody, but,
0: but, well, no, you, you have made a decision for yourself, which was like what you wanted to do in the time and you were sure about it. But like, I was just so scared that I was not sure at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Anyway, so that's when I freaked out. My mom's like, why don't you take some time off to think about it? And I'm like, okay. And then I was like, I just want to go to Spain because like, that's the only reason I had picked Spanish as a major, which was because I had studied it in high school and I was like, okay, good at it-ish. So I just wanted to go to visit Spain. My mom's like, why don't you take time off and go travel Spain? And I was like, I saw this thing. I think it was actually your roommate who had brought the idea up to me. Oh, yeah? One of Jordan's roommates had told me that she had had an au pair at her house while she was growing up. So I was like, oh, what is an au pair? And so I looked into it. And I applied to be an au pair, and then I got accepted by a Spanish family and moved to Spain, which was a whirlwind. But honestly, my family treated me so well; I got along with them, and I ended up staying with them for two years. And then I met a boy and stayed forever. Met a boy, <laughs> but we can go back to, to where and Jordan is and all river. of this. Yeah, I mean, where was I in all this? I was doing. Life. But you finished uh school shortly after that as well, right? Maybe a year after. Yeah, I
1: think I finished fitum in 2012. Okay. I think I had like a couple months and then I graduated in June, June of 2012. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, so you went to be an au pair and I was kind of having my own like little crisis, I think. I was working at mm-hmm. a storage facility, a family friend owned, not really doing anything. And I had only gotten a in AA in my degree, but actually in interior design, you could work on that. You could do that. And I was debating, okay, do I go to school? So I started going to our local community college, the one that Allie had gone to. In the kind of interim of that, I also, I love traveling and uh, always have the bug for it. And so I thought, oh, maybe I'll go. First, actually, I was thinking, maybe I'll go back. I was actually having this crisis of, um, Wanting to become an actor again. So I used to have, like, the dream of acting. And around this time of finishing graduating, I realized I wasn't super happy with what I was doing. And I don't know. I just was reflecting on, you know, I don't know, dreams that you let go of and with excuses that we make. And so... I realized, oh, I think I really like acting and I kind of want to pursue it. And I was feeling, I think I always said as a kid, oh, I'll wait till I'm like prettier or I I lose weight or I look better to do this thing. And actually I just decided, okay, I need to do that. And it turned out that I was, I guess, turned out a little more prettier and skinnier at the time. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get headshots. I did a bunch of, I did like a thing for a short film. So I was kind of getting involved and I was, I was really kind of having this urge of doing something and going somewhere. And so I equally was like, okay, I had been obsessed with Paris for my whole life. Like for some reason, I just always dreamed of it. I thought it would be amazing. I romanticized it in my head. And so I had looked up to see about studying for film school there. So I was kind of looking at that uh, what it would entail. I am impatient <laughs> and I realized, I'm not 100% sure if I want to go to school here for this. It would be like a friend. I'd have to be really good at French. So I just basically decided, okay, I need to get here in six months. Six months was going to be 2013 in January. And so I was like, okay, no matter what, like I need to figure it out, whether it's school or au pairing, I'm going to make it happen. So I ended up looking on all these au pair sites that Ali had shared with me. I ended up finding this family. Pretty much all of a sudden it was planned. It was booked. I moved to... Paris in twenty thirteen and I was supposed to be there for a whole year. And well, this is where Ali and I's journey sort of intersect. So Ali moved to Spain, I moved to Paris, and it was like amazing at first until it wasn't. And, like a week into it, it wasn't.
0: Yeah, it was like it was not that amazing for that long.
1: And, and it was actually like, mm. it, was, it was I wasn't even there for that long. So no. Yeah, it was it was like the worst experience. I'll have to tell this story another time because I definitely would happily tell it. But basically, I ended up having to leave after a month and a half. It was like such a bad experience. I was extremely sick. I had bronchitis. And so I had my bestie who was living in Madrid at the time with a family. And so I had called her and I was like, I need to stay somewhere. So I pretty much fled on a train to Ali yeah Paris to Madrid I got there I stayed with her and her family for the her host family for like two weeks I think yeah I think it was two weeks
0: we packaged all your stuff and sent it yeah oh I had I think I I had
1: five bags because I was thinking oh yeah I'm gonna I'm just gonna be there you know for a year so I'm gonna need all my stuff I'm gonna be in all these different summer and winter and all these different things and then of course I fled I remember even getting on the train to Madrid. The the train lady was just like, she was making all these like hand gestures about like, you can't take all this stuff. And I just like put my hands up like, I got to go. I got to do it. I just chucked my bags on. And then I remember we got to your stop in Madrid and train stops are just so quick. Like you have to get on, get off. Yeah. And I had five bags. So I was just chucking bags out of the of the train. And oh then God. you were there.
0: And oh my gosh, it was crazy. And so yeah, you helped me package stuff. Like a few boxes, I think, right? Yeah, I think we sent three ba- boxes back. Because you were going to just backpack through Europe after that. So I was like, and I think Jordan honestly was like, I can take two. I'm like Jordan, reduce it. Like send everything to LA. I
1: did have two though. I think I ended up sending, I think I ended up sending two. And I sent one more with when I went to Prague. Yeah. It was a very stressful. I tried to backpack with like
0: multiple large suitcases. Yeah. I'm like, girl, there's no way. But Jordan is the most stubborn person I know. So she did it anyway.
1: I think it was like cost as well. I was really I did. I wasn't really working. I had made maybe, Yeah, We both
0: were broke. at the Yeah. Time.
1: We were au pairs like you make nothing.
0: I was making 75 euros.
1: Yeah. That was literally exactly what I was making. And so I had, like, nothing. So I was really stressed out, which is why I stayed with you and, like, tried to just
0: basically re-figure out.
1: And honestly, you were my safe haven. I don't know what I would have yeah. done without you at that time. Like, seriously. Yeah, that
0: was, yeah, that we bonded so much during that time. Yeah.
1: Do you remember, like, what I, what do, can you remember at all what what I was like or, like, what it was like when I got to you? No. 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 Wow, how time. I just dates. remember we would go to
0: like Cien Montedito. Oh yeah, and just be chilling. You introduced me to that, and we had a
1: we did cute Valentine's a little party. party with my
0: friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: so we were just chilling. Yeah, we had fun.
0: And so then you eventually went back to California. Were there for like two more years, and then? Oh, well, actually, right before I went home, I flew out of Barcelona. If
1: you remember, and we went for my twenty-first birthday, and we met up.
0: Yep, that was super fun. That was that was so good fun time. Yeah. yeah,
1: that was super fun. We went to a hostel and we made friends with the girls in the hostel room and we all yep. went out for my birthday and like got super drunk. We went to that bar with like the popcorn.
0: Yes. The shots and bar. The shot bar. No, those are two different bars. Oh, two different ones? Oh, they okay. were right next to each other. One is there's a shots bar. It's not there Well, the shots bar is still there, but the, the bar next door is not there. Okay, so I'm just going to tell people what this was. There's a shot bar, which is like has thousands of shots, really fun, whatever. But the interesting thing is next door, there's this unique bar where they literally let you fill your own drinks. They put... This is why they have popcorn for free, which Jordan obviously clearly only remembered the popcorn, but... <laughs> I was
1: the bar, making a face at Ali like, what do you... What? There's free drinks? <laughs> yes.
0: The reason why I took Jordan, because I had been to Barcelona at this point, point. I had already been to both of these bars, the bar with the popcorn, the concept was they literally will start pouring your drink and they say, tell me when. So they'll literally they'll put like is it like i think they only served mixed drinks like rum coke sprite with vodka those those kind of drinks like very simple they'll start pouring in the vodka and so then you say when and then they'll just give you like the uh bottle the glass bottle of diet coke to go with it in a glass and then you mix it and so it's very very strong drinks and it's the same price as like every other bar how can they afford that because it's the like, worst quality alcohol you could ever imagine. Our okay, like rub, yeah. Like, one step above rubbing alcohol. Yeah, I mean, I got wasted, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and so then they give you popcorn also, probably, so that people don't die in their bar. But I remember yeah. there, we met that group of guys also, and then we ended up going to the club yeah. with them. Yes, we went
1: to, Um. do you remember which one?
0: Yeah, opium. I think it was Opium, right? Yeah, yeah, we went to Opium on the beach. Oh. I just remember they told you to take your crown off, like, three times, and then you, They're <sighs> they're so strict at Opium. They still are. You had a crown for your birthday and they're like, You can't wear that in here. You're like, Oh, okay. And you took it off and then the second we got in, you put it back on. But then another guy came up to you inside and was like, You can't wear that in here. And you're like, Okay. Why do they why do they not like princesses? They they're just weird about dress codes and wow. all these like, It's just weird vibes. But yeah. Well,
1: I remember we got wasted and you came around with these Jaeger bombs. Oh. I took it and immediately went in the bathroom and like threw up. Because I was, so, I was starting so wasted and I was like, I can't do this. Oh, my God. I was so drunk. But it was so much fun. That was so yeah. fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. And that was, yeah, that was, that was really like a really fun 21st birthday. But that, yeah, so then I you went, went back to LA. I went back to LA. I started school again. I was just kind of working and all the things, like nothing that dramatic happened. And then I met a guy who then proceeded to later have a baby on the way, it was not mine. So basically, I met a guy and he had a baby and it was not mine. He had gotten somebody knocked up like some months before we had met and didn't tell me till after we kind of fell in love. So of course, me, I'm just a go with the flow kind of gal. And I went with the flow and I stayed with him and we became like boyfriend, girlfriend. And eventually, for various reasons, I won't go into the whole story, but... He his baby was born and the woman was not from here. She was from a different country in Europe and had to basically told him if he wanted to be a dad, he had to move there um, for at least the time being. And so he did that. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not doing long distance. I really loved this person. Uh, It's probably my most serious relationship, I feel like at the time or what felt serious, like more adult relationship and so I was like okay what do I do I was working at a jewelry business at the time I wasn't really following my passion I was just still like not getting the right jobs that I wanted and so I decided okay cool I'm gonna finish my degree uh, and get my bachelor's in uh, fashion marketing because I had had this whole kind of idea business thing I wanted to work out and so I was like I'll move to London that way I can be kind of close long distance to this person and he ended up cheating on me a week before I moved, and I moved anyways, and we broke up. Um, but it was fate, and thus Ali and I aligned on the path of now becoming and living in Europe as expats, is what I would call it. Would you call it an expat? Do you consider yourself that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't even think about what I am. I just honestly am just out here vibing. And <laughs> so yeah, I don't think of a term. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, but yes, I'm yeah. out here, and I'm like. Not- I'm not in my home country. Because you've lived... What, how many years is it now for you? What's like the total? 12? Yeah. I moved in 2011. Yeah. So almost... Yeah, no, I, it's... Oh! Actually, <gasps> in two days, it's going to be my Aww. 12-year anniversary. Congratulations. How cute. Yeah,
1: sick. It's funny that we both yeah, moved in, in August. So I moved August yes. 7th, 2015, and you moved August 23rd, 23rd. in 2011, yep. right? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I guess any any kind of like highlights of the past eight years because I've been here for eight years now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess now that you're on this side of the world, you're like my only piece of home that's on the the same time zone as me. Well, similar time zone, whatever. Close enough. Yeah. So, yeah, I think through that I've been able to connect with you more because you're the person I could be like immediately. This happened. I can text you and I trust you. You're someone that I've known my whole life basically now. 'Cause I've known you what now, like almost seventeen years. Seventeen which years. Which is crazy. Yeah. So that's like us as babies basically. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think it's like that helped make us even closer. Even though we're whatever, a three hour flight away from each other, you're still the only person I could probably text at all hours of my day and you'll be on the same yeah. time zone as me. So that also helped our friendship grow. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. And and we've done some trips
1: Although, of course, probably not as many in the last couple of years because of stupid COVID. But but like you've definitely stayed here for like weeks at a time. Yeah. I visited you. Um, I recently saw you in February. Yeah, February. January. It's February. And it's it's funny. So do you think do you think we'd like like let's say like two different paths, right? Mm -hmm. You stay in Madrid. I end up meeting some other guy and I never moved to the UK. Like, do you think we would still be as
0: close? I don't know. Probably not. Honestly. I don't think so, yeah. right? Because I think half of it, our relationship is just being like, we both are away from our roots, so to speak. So that puts us yeah. already in a different mindset as the people who still live where we're from. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, it's a different connection with your friends from back home because you haven't lived in the culture yeah. of the US for so long. So you you are a little bit removed from American culture in a sense, you know? Yeah. So I feel like my relationship with my friends back home is different now, you know? It's interesting, but I feel even like my
1: relationship with my friends back home is different to your friends, even which is interesting. But maybe because Do you think so? I don't know, yeah. But I also maybe because it's like they're all from younger. They're like most of them are even even younger than like young, young, like imprint mm-hmm. young. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, my one longest friend, although she wouldn't care honestly if I said her name. So my friend Delaney, we've been friends since two. So like that is kind of different relationship bond. Mm-hmm. We've never always been friends with the same friend group. So our relationship is bonded in something different. So it's not like that you have to be around each other all the time. And even some of the other ones, like it's kind of similar. Whereas they, I always go home to, but I know what you mean. Like we can relate in a different way, right? Yeah. And what we like about our life
0: is very similar. Yeah. The way that we live, like in Europe. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of the reason I'm not as close as my friends that still live in the US is because they're in different points of their life than i am and i feel like me and you are in similar p- parts of life so maybe your friends who are back home are also in similar go on. points of that's your life that's true but go on go on and tell them what point of life we're at al okay What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> i'm referring to married with kids Just like in a different routine. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like Basically, we're a No, (laughs) No, but I'm not even in a negative way. It's just like even in Europe, I feel like a lot of people get married way later than the U.S. Like it's a different. We're living in a different culture. Yeah, it's true. Spanish people live with their parents until they're like 27. You know what I mean? In the U.S., we're out of our houses at 18. So it's just like I'm growing like now I'm in a different culture. Yeah, completely. This is the way people live. And I feel like even in the U.K., even though they're a little bit more closer to the U.S. culture than than Spain is. They're still a little bit more Europe. I mean, they are European, yeah. but like they're still in like, other parts of Europe. It's like they're a blend. I think that's what's interesting. Yeah, I feel like you, I, yeah, I, I like that about the UK. Yeah. That it's like a blend. Yeah. Like there's still,
1: because I remember distinctly meeting the this one girl at a hostel in, I think it was in Barcelona, maybe a different trip, though. I can't remember which one. And she was from, I think she was from Portugal and another one from America. And they were kind of all talking about how, um, like at 29, I think she was 29, at that time, people assumed, especially in America, like you should be married, you should have kids, um, your life should be looking different, you should be like super solid. And we were kind of all telling her, and especially the Europeans were like, no, what? I, we used to live with our parents up till, you know, in our 30s until we sort of meet someone. Yeah. And so I think the UK is like a good blend because some people get married young, but it's actually, it's not, nowhere near as young as the States, I think. And mm-hmm. also there's much more of this drive and even it's more accessible, I think, in the States to to get a home, to get, you know, like st- stability yeah. where in the UK, especially London even, it's like our salaries are shit. You have roommates for years and years and years. Like it takes a while to actually get married and do all that stuff. So I feel like, yeah, I mean... To be fair, your your guesstimation of my friends back home, their lifestyle is sim- similar in that they're kind of, whether they've been in a relationship or not, they still sort of live in a flexible way comparatively to a lot of other people we grew up around. Yeah. You know, and probably some of your friends where they're having babies and getting married and
0: mm-hmm. I none of yeah. my friends are married. Yeah. So they're in a different stage. So that's why I feel like, okay, I'm in a different place than a lot of my friends like when I go back.
1: Yeah some of my closer friends are again like just people from elementary school mainly this is something that i actually want to talk about that i i my hypnotherapist had sent me this video and it was about some concept and part of it was talking around homeostasis and so for those of you that don't know what homeostasis is it's kind of this idea of a state in which you are comfortable and something is known to you and so i was thinking and it gave this really interesting example of this guy who Basically he had a friend from really young. He had it was his neighbor childhood friend he grew up with. And his friend had moved away kind of early on in his childhood. And they kind of saw each other in their, you know, teens, but then it had been maybe he would see this friend maybe every ten years. And so he would always go to his friends, visit, you know, fly there, go he'd pick him up from the airport. And so this one particular time it had been, you know, around ten years, which I think is like long now. I think we live in a much more like globalized world that we actually see each other much easier than that. But back in the day for this guy, it was kind of, you don't fly as much. And so he was he was describing that feeling of you all of a sudden start second guessing and you're thinking like, oh my God, we're not going to have something to talk about. Like this is going to be really awkward. Did I make a mistake? And so he was kind of like rethinking like, oh, we don't know each other anymore. Like I don't even know what's happened in his life. He got in the car and then just like by the time they got to his house, it, they just slipped back in to normalcy as if mm-hmm. time hadn't existed. And they just were back at it again, like friendly and talking. And it just it was really smooth. And he was talking about the reason why that's possible and why there are certain people in our life that can we can kind of do that is sort of the good and the bad of homeostasis, which is that we typically tend to do what's known to us and what's predictable and what feels, even if it's negative or positive, like if it feels like we know it and it feels comfortable, there's there's something in our subconscious that likes that. And so when we see our friends and especially people that, you know, you don't talk to every day, if they are these types of people, which a lot of people are, who they don't really change every day to day, you know, sure they grow and evolve, but like there's still mm-hmm. this element of familiarity. You can just kind of like pick up with them and it's, it's because you are familiar with that and they're familiar with you. And so there's this kind of comfort.
0: Yeah. I mean, what you're saying about homeostasis is that's like what the brain prefers is something thats it's known because It feels safe. And like that's a, like the point of your exactly. brain is to keep you safe. You know what I mean? So even if the thoughts are negative, it's like, I already know it's going to be negative outcomes. So I'm just yeah. going to keep doing because at least I know the answer. But yeah, interesting. When
1: we were, t- we were kind of going over the other day, like the timeline, I had asked, you know, like, what do you think it is about? the fact that we are such good friends. Because for instance, like I've had really, like really solid friends who I honestly thought like best friends from even it uh, started in sixth grade. So kind of bonding and there. There was even like kind of very deep moments that happened that bonded us. So it wasn't just kind of surface level friendship that I thought would continue and didn't. And I don't feel I don't feel bad about not having that in my life. But for some reason like there was a point at which I knew for
0: instance you like we'll always be friends I feel like because I mean I don't know why your other friendships like didn't continue like you say but I feel like we have a lot of shared values of like what we want from our lives so Mm. and I don't think those are things that are going to change easily you know what I mean yeah and like they're both like for example, this podcast is like trying new things, and like that's one of our shared values. So I feel like, I mean, who knows? Maybe we won't be friends. I don't know, but <gasps> no, you... okay. But you know what I mean? Like we can never, we'll never know. So bad affirmation. No, we will. Okay, we will. But yeah. you know what I mean? Okay, we can't predict everything about the future. Yeah, I think we would always be able to pick up. But like, yeah, say you were to move back to LA, it's gonna be harder to talk every single day because you're in a different time zone, and whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think part of our friendship is because we both, like I said earlier, we're both in this same time zones inside of the world going through similar things so that helps connect
1: yeah that's true know? yeah if we're missing home or a thing we're celebrating a holiday that you know like 4th of july we can talk about it and kind of bond on the fact that we don't <laughs> do that stuff or yeah you know, like we have a lot in common you know yeah what I mean? like we yeah. still
0: have a lot in common we do actually have a lot
1: yeah i guess it's it's interesting and it sucks sometimes because i like sometimes i wish you were here
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, yeah, same, obviously. Because we used to just chill and do nothing. Like, you were my one solid friend, which I really appreciate, where I could just go to your house and just watch TV for like five hours, like a vegetable on the weekends. And yeah, okay, we're not doing anything, but like, I just want to be like in someone's presence and like randomly comment something. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, we didn't really have to be doing anything. And we're still like that. Like, even when I go to stay with you in London for like two weeks, we'll just be chilling. I don't need to be like constantly out seeing the sights in London I'm just like I just want to be chilling with you like I don't care what we're doing really
1: yeah and we have fun together
0: I think also we both put a lot of effort into the friendship you know what I mean like like we can both call each other and just talk for like two hours you know what yeah I mean? like I don't have that many friends that I can do that with where I can just call them out of nowhere
1: yeah I know it's funny I like recently just started calling people and I think mm-hmm. they're quite surprised by it yeah <laughs> like why are you not texting me like why not I want to speak to you
0: yeah I feel like with a lot of people you have to schedule a call like oh can you talk on on FaceTime tonight or like whatever you know what I mean like I'll call my mom directly you know what I mean I'll call you and and my dad And my brother.
1: Oh, yeah. But again, I feel like it's because we solidified. So back in the day when I went to Australia, Mm -hmm. we had a lot of like video call phone conversations. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like now that's become our like our pattern. of We're used to it. We've done it for so many years. Yeah. But you're right. I actually wouldn't FaceTime a lot of people. Not intentionally. Yeah. But just I wouldn't even think to FaceTime them. Like I FaceTimed my boyfriend at the time, of course. But the only other person I FaceTime mainly is you. Yeah. Same. We've actually done it since 2008. Like we had we've been FaceTiming for years. Yeah. True, true. We don't talk about it as much, but I think especially for you, because you were in a way alone a lot, but we were like supportive even over COVID because I think there I had a lot of time like my my boyfriend at the time. um, It's still weird to say that I have to say like in my head, I still kind of want to call him my boyfriend. But Then I'd be delusional. Um, (laughs) So not going to do it. He lived like two hours away and we would see each other more than most people probably were allowed to. But uh, I was still like alone and I was fighting with my roommate at the time, the only other person who was here. So like we were kind of alone a lot. And I think I feel like we leaned on each other a lot. Like we FaceTimed. We did a lot of exercises together. We did like, I don't know, activities. We did a dance. Remember that? Didn't we do like a dance something? We just freestyle danced, you, oh, me, and oh, my sister. Yes, that
0: was that was Jessie's <laughs> idea. She was doing like, yeah. she was going to like a dance class thing. You know, it was just a freestyle. That was so funny.
1: Yeah, and we oh were just God. like dancing on camera. It was really funny. Hilarious. But I feel like even that, like, like we are each other's emo- emotional support, especially out here.
0: Yeah, and then I think there's like another thing that I told you, which was, I saw a TikTok. Well, let's just call it as it is. I saw a TikTok that said a lot of adult friendships consist of meeting up telling the other person what their past month weeks whatever has been like and then the other person hashing out what they've been up to as well and then that's the end they'll meet up for a coffee Mm. tell each other what each of them have been doing in their lives and then they'll go home and it's not like adult friendships a lot of them this is again i'm an american who was saying this they say a lot of adult friendships are not making memories together like when you're a child where you're in school so you're seeing this person every single day and you're going through school for the first time and it's all new each year, or you're not on a team together, experiencing this thing together. I told Jordan about this the other day, and she was saying, "Oh, but our friendship's not like that because when we see each other, we're not telling each other about what we did. The we're last like catching week. up. Yeah, we're not catching up. We're like experiencing things. If she comes here, we're not catching up because I already basically know because I talk to her like every day anyway. We're doing stuff together.
1: We're making memories. And also because we don't live actually in the same country when we see each other we are like specifically doing stuff to make memories. Yeah. Yeah, we're always trying to make mems, the new mems, the core mems of of our oh I Adult was going to say life. 20s but now core mems of our 30s. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this is the
0: best years of our life. So, I mean I think all of them keeps getting better. Hi, fam. it is
1: I hope so. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm hopeful. It is
0: confident. It
1: is. It, it will get better. Yeah, every year's one day better. when we're on our somebody's yacht, one of our yachts, and we're <laughs> sailing the seas uh, through Europe, um, we'll be like, yeah, this is so. Remember that time when we were like, oh, Ryanair.
0: <laughs> oh god, I actually haven't flown Ryanair in so long. I'm trying to avoid it. I might
1: fly Ryanair uh, to be honest to I go a, to to Italy, but we'll see. But yeah, that's like us in a nutshell. I feel like I make a lot of effort, and I feel, I think you do too, of your friendships. Like, you are always making sure you're reaching out and, like, arranging stuff. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think that's, that's, like,
0: a big important takeaway just for friendship in your 30s in general is, like, it takes more effort. Like, because before, you know, with high school, you're going to see them every day. You're all in the same spot, yeah. like, every single day, even in college. For four years, you're all in the same spot pretty much, like, in the same area. And then, like, with work friends, like, as long as you have work yeah. friends. All in the same spot. But then it's like once those groups like separate or disperse a bit, you put in a lot more effort. So it's it's just all about effort. You get out
1: what you put in, I feel. Yep. Which is is nice. And we put in we put in the work. We just went through a fight today, okay? We came back so And we got it together
0: (laughs) before the podcast. I know I was
1: almost thinking like, oh, is Ali going to be mad? And then she's going to cancel again (laughs) and I'm going to be mad.
0: I was thinking, is Jordan ever going to say sorry or am I going to have to cancel again? (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know, what's funny, though, is like it makes me. I don't know what it is like you and my ex would probably love to have a chat about this. But sometimes (laughs) it can be a little challenging for me because in my mind, I'm just like, why are you like making this thing so big? And then I'm like, oh, why are you making me? like apologize and then I'm also like why do I feel so like upset that you're like dissing me you're like saying something to me about I don't know like it like it like emotionally is intense for me when someone's mad at me
0: well you need to work all with that for your hypnotherapist to figure out why you're triggered by it because I'm like I know Jordan's stubborn and she's gotten better with time but I'm like nope I'm not giving in because I'll normally give like as a child or like as a adolescent i feel like i gave in more because i'm like i already know jordan's not going to give in whatever i don't even care but i'm like nope she's been putting in work i'm not giving in i love just the dot dot dot
1: when i think i said so sorry question mark
0: (laughs) yeah she said sorry with a question mark that's offensive (laughs) i was like oh hell no i'm Uh, not accepting that as an apology you know you definitely came right back
1: around and i was like oh
0: shit okay (laughs) <laughs>
1: amazing it's fine I eventually came to and and I did yeah, the thing thank God. But yeah. I was
0: like I was like if this girl does not put herself in my shoes for one second no
1: no I understood it and then I actually didn't realize that you'd like thought and planned an hour before because in my head yeah. I was like I, I like I totally get when someone wastes time like I find yeah. it annoying if someone wastes my time and at least doesn't give me the heads up so in my head, I was yeah. like, oh, like, I didn't waste your time. It, w- it would have been different if it was like an hour later and I was like, oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my
1: head, I was thinking, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And then when you said I had actually been like, preparing an hour before, I was like, okay, that makes sense why you felt more bothered than I had yeah. realized. It's it's so interesting because yeah. I was talking to my mom yesterday about just in general, she was talking about subconscious and memories and certain things. And she was like, if you remember something, she's like, it doesn't necessarily mean that that actually happened but that doesn't matter. Like you've absorbed it that way. However, there's always mm-hmm. what the one person's side and the other person's side. And the truth is usually typically not either one, but sort of one, like sort of in the middle in some way. For instance, like a text, right? Sometimes we send texts and someone totally reads it the wrong way. And if you can never correct that so that they know what the meaning was, but that will go in their subconscious having experienced mm-hmm. that the way they experienced it and so it's yeah. interesting because I was I was thinking about that when we were even arguing and I was like this is such a stupid fight but I was yeah, like same. I was thinking in a, in some way like you've interpreted one way and I've interpreted mm-hmm. one way where I'm like I don't get it like let it go it happened like sorry you know kind of thing yeah. and then I didn't know you had been doing something for an hour before so like to you mm-hmm. you had felt oh yeah you wasted my time to me I'm like I didn't waste your time I don't get it sometimes we actually experience things wholeheartedly like no it was this way but actually we just didn't we could never clear up or get to that point where we realized like oh you didn't see me like the whole journey to getting to you to like three hours before constantly thinking about the time to then yeah like making sure I was like walking really fast to make the train otherwise I'd miss another for another 25 minutes calling you and then you being all pissed and I'm like oh I've done this whole journey like we don't see that side and so both sides feel valid And we both are probably valid. It's like interesting. Well, yeah. So, should we end? Should should that, I mean, conclude our our friendship podcast? I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, we're probably going to touch on random things about our story for the duration of the whole podcast.
1: I hope you guys have learned a little bit about us and our personalities a little bit more and our friendship. Yes. And we'll be back next week with another normally scheduled episode. So definitely go ahead and subscribe if you like what you're hearing. We'll keep posting stuff on our Instagram so you can see fun stories. We're definitely going to be doing like a full I feel like a full um, carousel this week of like 10 photos of just different stages of our friendship. and. Oh, God, yeah. I'm scared to see
0: what those pictures are, but yeah, we'll, we'll dig some We'll out agree. There. We'll agree to it. Don't worry. All
1: right. Well, I will see you next week
0: and see you all next week. See you later.